Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, TJ Peterson and Alex Lopez. And joining us tonight, making his podcast debut, a very, very special guest, the one and only Mr. Zane Lopez. Alex, congratulations on your second child. Thank you, guys. Zane is 1-0. and um, And if Sam Bennett gets suspended, <laughs> we're sending his first poopy diaper to Toronto. <laughs> and that'll be it for Alex for the night. We just wanted to... Uh, to congratulate him uh, on the birth of his second child. Holy shit, the Panthers take two out of two in Toronto. This wasn't as good of a game uh, as as uh, game one, as far as full team play goes. But Sergei Bobrovsky has to be the story of tonight. Yeah, I was about to correct you that uh, Sergei Bobrovsky stole two games in Toronto, not, not the Panthers. It was Sergei Bobrovsky. He did it all. I'm not sure I would say Bobrovsky stole game one. It was, that was still a solid team effort. I know the all situations XG pretty heavily favored Toronto, but on the whole, that the, the game one team felt like a team that deserved to win game one. The game two team felt a little bit less so, uh, but who cares when Bobrovsky is playing like he's worth $10 million? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, somewhere around the midpoint of the game is where Belief started to take over, but I mean, it, it's all about the goaltending today. There were so many performances this season where we could have said the inverse about the Panthers. Yeah, they won the game because they had the much better goalie. Not only did Bob play outstanding, Samsonov was also very bad. Do you think the Leafs switch goalies at any point here? I don't think so. If Matt Murray's not healthy, because like, True. are they going to go to Eric Shalgren? Are they going to no, go to Joseph, go to Joseph Wall? Wall? Joseph, Joseph how many Wall NHL really? games did he have? Didn't he play in round one? I don't think so. Hold I think on. he played in game one, but that was like, you know, a, a very different situation. Joseph Wall did play in game one. Uh, I suppose to not a particularly good result. <laughs> yeah. So you're probably right. They don't go to Joseph Wall. Uh with 8.45 left in the second, the XG was 2.28 to 2.01 in favor of the Leafs. Pretty tight. And it ended 4.18 to 2.9. So that's, that, I guess that's not like a total domination, but the Leafs deserved to win the game. And they, they didn't because of the goaltending. You know, I, I know we're all about the numbers here and the stats and all that good stuff. Uh, in the playoffs, that that kind of goes out the window for me a little bit to be okay, fully fair. honest. <laughs> like, obviously you want, you want to control games also, but in the playoffs, especially just fucking win, baby. I mean, I, I don't care how you get there. The fact is we've seen teams win Stanley cups on the back of a hot goalie and nothing else. And it's a much smaller sample size. What teams? Of, of games in general, uh, the Kings did it. The Blackhawks have kind of done it. The Bruins have done it. I don't know. I feel like those teams were a little bit more. Yeah, maybe dominant. I'm exaggerating with that and nothing else, but we've seen hot goalies carry teams to deep runs. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, you could argue that Marc-Andre Fleury 
is the reason that the Knights made it as far as they did in 2017. I think that would be a fair argument to make. So it, it starts mattering less when the sample size is as small as, as it is in the playoffs. Yep. And I mean, now Toronto has to win four out of five and, you know, analytics be damned, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like the, the Panthers only need to get lucky two more times. And frankly, I don't think they're going to have to get that lucky because I think that they'll show up and play a lot better at FLA live, not only because it'll be a home game, but because they'll have the two days off. Yeah. And yes, there will be a lot of Leaf fans there, but there's, I, I think that the home ice advantage isn't just the fans in the building. It's also that you get to sleep in your own bed. You know, your routine is a little bit more regimented and you're more familiar with it. Uh, the two days off, I think are going to make a big difference, especially since Bobrovsky's workload was so heavy. Yeah. And I don't expect them to get as, as outplayed. I'll say outplayed, not dominated, because it wasn't quite domination, but they got outplayed. But I don't expect them to get as outplayed, especially five on five uh, in, in the games at FLA Live Arena. Yeah. And for what it's worth, clearly the Panthers don't mind playing in a building full of Leafs fans. Yeah. So even if we see a bit more blue in FLA Live Arena than we'd like, that has it has become demonstrably clear that that does not bother this team. You you can't see them take both games out of Toronto and have the takeaway be, well, there's going to be some away fans in our building. They don't care. <laughs> there's going to be Clearly. fewer now. I mean, if you were, you know, getting yourself excited, maybe thinking if you were a Leafs fan, like, no, maybe I should go down to Florida. You're You're probably calling it off now. I don't know if I would go that far because things like the, I mean, things. I mean, you're booked. not canceling. Flights and tickets are booked. People, not, people it, who are coming yeah. are still coming. If, if everything is booked, then yeah. But like, there's nobody that's going to do it on a whim now, or oh, at least yeah. way few, way fewer people. Yeah. Uh, you know, Look, if, and if you're, yeah, there there could be people who bought tickets and not flights, and now they'll just try to sell the tickets instead of looking for the flight. Yeah, I could people see that, that happening too. People that you know are Leafs fans that live in, you know western florida like your fort worth's and your naples and your tampas probably aren't going to drive over anymore etc there's a lot of snowbirds in those areas you know (laughs) how obvious was it to you that the panthers would win this game uh i don't know if it was obvious i thought i thought game one felt a little bit more inevitable but i will say that in the second period after the Leafs gave up the two goals in a minute. They looked shook. And at that point, the Panthers easily could have gone up four or five, two with some good luck. Or if, you know, Colin White could have wrapped the stick around that puck a little bit better. Oh my God. That was so upsetting. I, I really thought Colin White had a goal on his stick there. I have the timestamps to prove how obvious it was to me. <laughs> Dolissima. Dolcissima. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but it was minions. So it's sweet. It means sweet, basically. That yeah, that checks out. Based on the context of the gif you shared, uh, I thought it was more like some form of praying, as if I were a prophet, <laughs> due to my tweet saying that it's going to be awesome to see the Leafs blow a two nothing lead. Yeah, you called <laughs> it. You absolutely called it, especially uh-huh. after the. They especially after the tweet from before that, 
where I said the Panthers just uh, the Panthers spotted the Leafs two goals, or clearly the Leafs needed to be spotted two goals. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's do some individual commentary here because I I have some things I want to say about some individual players. Sam Reinhart was phenomenal. That was his best game of the playoffs, no doubt. He was he was so so good. And it was noticeable every time he got the puck on his stick, he was making plays. He he did pretty well defensively, I thought. Have a, you know, take a lap. That was that was a very, very good performance. Uh, Anton Lundell, first goal of the playoffs. Very nice to see him get that. You know, the all-around play has more so been there than the offense in these playoffs. So you do like to see yeah. a guy that's doing that work on the other side of the puck. Uh, get a lucky break like that. It's not necessarily lucky, you know. He fired that away, but you, you want to see them them break through. Um, Josh Mahura got hit with the in the face with a puck. Nasty. Yeah, Nasty that didn't look great. On the ice there. I don't really have back. anything to. I don't really have anything to say about the way that he played. Like he wasn't bad. He wasn't all that great. You know, good enough. Uh, pretty much every defender. Uh, I didn't like Ekblad on the power play goal. I felt like O'Reilly was his guy and he didn't need to leave him on that play. But overall, he had a solid game. Uh, Forsling gets the goal. So that was nice. Um, I don't I don't have anything to say about the Stahl brothers other than I, I thought that Eric Stahl was at fault for the first goal, the Kerfoot goal. He should have been <laughs> covering Kerfoot more. Um, I will never say anything nice about those two guys. Sorry. I just, I just don't like what they did on pride night. And, uh, there was, oh yeah. Sam, Sam Bennett has got to tone it down a little bit. Don't you think like he cross-checked bunting in the face? Like uh, it was more like the back of the neck than the face. Yeah. Not the, not the face, Bennett but in the was head. behind bunting on that. It was in the head. And then he gave him that extra little shot when he was already on the ground, too. Yeah, that that was excessive. I don't think it's going to be a suspension, but it was definitely a penalty. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he's probably going to get a fine at the very least. Uh, it's just, you know, it, what? Now three penalties in the series that he's taken already? And this penalty kill... Sam Bennett's taking lots of penalties... And this penalty kill is not good. Although, to be fair, um, the second penalty he took in game one was, well, not that the penalty was questionable. It was definitely a penalty, uh, but it needed extra viewing to actually be called. It should have been called on the ice in the first place, uh, but it's worth noting that it was not called. Play was stopped because a player was bleeding and the refs reviewed it and decided to call a penalty. Which mm-hmm. uh, is not how you officiate. Again, no. can't stress enough. It was a penalty. It was a high stick, but it was it missed kinda, on the ice, and they could, went back and used review. Like I know we talked about it a little bit uh, uh-huh. after game one, but I, I just think it bears repeating that that's just that's not how the rule book is written. You're not supposed to be able to use the review to call a penalty on the ice that was initially not called. Apparently, the announcing crew on TNT thought that that's what they were looking at when Mahura got the puck in the face. That they were they were looking at replays. Yeah. They were definitely they were definitely huddling up. So maybe this is a new standard in officiating now. That if somebody is like visibly yeah. bleeding, 
that you, 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 you know, should be able to go back and review in which case, you know, maybe the NHL did follow protocol on the Bennett play. Yeah. And I appreciated that. It's new. It's new if, if they did, but, um, I don't know. Like that's really all I can say. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk about the uh, officiating, you know, other than to say like, you know, some of the complaints are warranted, but at the same time, like, you know, get over it, just kill the penalty. It will, it will come out in the wash. Like the Panthers penalty kill, uh, after seeing it essentially flop around, uh, for seven games against Boston has been really good against Toronto. I wouldn't say that. Honestly, I thought I would for seven. I thought the first two kills were, but it's Bob though. True. Bob is it, Bob is the one that's doing pretty much all the heavy lifting there. That's, like they're that's not very fair. I I felt like after the first period it wasn't nearly as bad on the remaining power plays in the game, but those first two were tough. Like they gave up six shots and one of them power plays only lasted 30 seconds cuz they scored. So they gave up sh- six shots on goal in 2 minutes and 30 seconds. You know, probably a little bit more than that cuz the goal I think happened maybe 35 40 seconds. But like that's not good enough. No, True. not good enough. And you look at the way the Toronto killed the Panthers penalty, like the power play. It was just so stark. And and you know it's baby steps because the power the penalty kill is just that bad. But that's the that's the clear Achilles heel for this team right now. Yeah, and they're overcoming it though because of uh, Bobrovsky and because their their offense right now is is clicking. I felt like, you know, despite the fact that I said already, oh, Samsonov had a really bad game. Some of the goals were lucky. He he also made some pretty big saves. There was a couple, uh, one on Forsling, one on Cousins that were kind of sequential. Carter Verhage had a breakaway that he saved. I feel like there were a few others. To re- refresh my memory of, of some other good chances the Panthers had they didn't convert. I'm sure there were others. Yeah, the Colin White open net, but that was less right. about Samsonov and more about Colin White. And I feel like they hit the post twice on the shift. The Leafs hit the post like three, three or four times. I they, feel like they sure did. The, that puck was bouncing all over the place. They they were like, you know, fuck it, we're just going to shoot and see what happens. And that's what they did, and it's uh, mixed results. They didn't score. You know, I guess I guess that rebound the, was kind of like Bill Wirtz, uh thing about the Crusades, some of which almost didn't fail. <laughs> That's how I feel about how many times the Leafs hit the post today. They took lots of shots, and some of them almost didn't fail. If you don't know who Bill Wirtz is, uh, look up his history of Japan and history of the world videos on YouTube. It's thirty minutes well spent between both videos. I guess that the one thing that you can say, despite the fact that the Leafs kind of carried play on the night, is that it's a little bit easier to remember the A plus chances for the Panthers. Like they they probably had a few more A plus chances, but that's not really how the NHL works. Like you, you see so many goals scored on B plus, C plus, random chances. And the Leafs just had way more of those. They had way more of the puck. They had way more control. And, I mean, that was how they supposedly beat Vasilevsky. I mean, that's certainly what Derek Lalonde said was appeared to be their strategy. Um, and yeah. they're not necessarily going away from it here. You know, something else I noticed is, is it seems like 
Gustav Forsling is no longer the fastest player on the ice. You know, I, I guess that there's Duclair who I don't think he's he ever really healthy. was. I know like straight line speed is one of his better attributes, but I don't think he was ever really the fastest when he shares well, a team with the likes of Anthony Duclair and Carter Verhage. I think he's faster than Verhage, but maybe not Duclair. I don't think but, so. Uh, it seems like Barner and Nylander are both faster than him. So that's well, uh, yeah. Right. You think <laughs> they're both quite fast. Uh, but, uh, honest, really on, on, on the note of defenseman and skate speed, I will say uh, there were points at this game where Ekblad actually looked like he was skating well again. Hey, there you go. Um, in particular, his, his grade a scoring chance. Yeah. Uh, he actually looked like his strides mattered. Like, Ekblad this season and in seasons past, uh, no, he's never been the fastest guy, but in recent seasons, his movements have seemed labored. And on that chance in particular, and at some other points tonight, it looked like he was actually skating well and he wasn't like struggling to pick up speed. Really, really nice to see and a very good sign going forward. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, very, very good. We love to see it, as as one might say. Matthew Kachuk. I can't believe it's taken this long to bring up Matthew Kachuk, but he had another very Matthew Kachuk game. The 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 primary assist on the Forsling goal was him, right? Yes. It does kind of look like he he took a, a a puck to the hand. So I haven't seen any post game quotes about that. It could have already yes. been addressed. That was a fantastic pass. Oh, it was a great play in general, but yeah, it was that, a fantastic that, play. The Panthers and primary assists tonight in particular, like this wasn't a game about the goals. This was a game about the primary assists. Yeah. We already Let's just Sam rewind Reinhardt. to the, to the Lundell goal, which I have in my head referred to as the Reinhardt goal multiple times because yeah. of how insane that pass was. It was very good. He to- totally fooled. Samsonov, did you see the little segment that uh, Lundquist did in yeah. the intermission? Yeah, I did. That was kind of interesting. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to blame Samsonov for that until I saw that clip. And, he, he, you know, it's an interesting point. And I mean, I think I, Samsonov is blameable regardless of mm-hmm. the thing. He fell for Reinhardt's move. Yeah, that's That's fair. not on any defenders. Yeah. Should someone have been on Lundell and clearing that space? Maybe. But Samsonov bit. They shouldn't have lost the puck. And I mean, you can say that about all three of the goals, you can really. say that about a lot of goals that the Panthers have scored in this series. Yes, you absolutely can. But hey, that's their modus operandi in these playoffs. And so far, so fucking good. Yeah. Well, why not when you have players like Barkov, Kachuk, Bennett, Reinhardt that you can throw out on the forecheck? Even Etu. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Panthers' forechecking has been phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, for the last five games or so. Mm-hmm. Let's also point out for a moment, the Panthers are on a five-game winning streak at the moment. That's correct. <laughs> That's hard team, to accomplish in the playoffs. The team that can't win three in a row has five in a row. I'm un- unbelievable. And they did win six in a row once this year. That's right. That's right. I mean, Alex Lyon. And now Bob's got to replicate now it. Bob, <laughs> there you go. We 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 need to give Paul Maurice credit for that. I know that when mm-hmm. when Maurice switched goalies, we were questioning it a little bit. Uh, 
Paul Maurice deserves a lot of credit for switching goalies when he did, because that decision being made when it was, was pivotal for the Panthers playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to own up dynamite. to, I'm going to own up to that. I said that it was a mistake and it was not a mistake. It was yeah. the right call, especially game five. I mean, Bob had a rough game four, but it's sort of the same situation as putting him in that game three. You you just didn't yeah. get him any minutes, so he needed to get some action. Right, and, and now, that's what I mean when I say that like switching when he did was so crucial. He put mm-hmm. Bob into a non-elimination game to get him mm-hmm. back warmed up, and mm-hmm. from then on, he has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's carried them in this series, because if if he was, you know, subpar, then they'd be down two to nothing rather than up two to nothing. Because both of the performances, plenty of good things to talk about. Yeah. But it's not like they're dominating play at all. The Leafs are, are very much in this series. It's two nothing Panthers. They have a huge advantage. But the Rangers were up two nothing on the Devils. They won two games in New Jersey. That didn't work out very well for them. And you know, if, if anybody's not going to be intimidated at, about playing on the road, it's a team that knows it's going into a building that's going to be 40% its own fans. And that's being kind of generous here. Um, Generous in terms of how many Leafs fans there are, I would bet, to be honest. I, I uh, was on the ATL Prime Sports Show this afternoon, and I said that I expected it to be a pretty even split. Uh, and then if I had to lean one way or the other, uh, away from 50%, I would lean towards more Leaf fans just because it's the second round of the playoffs and the Leafs haven't been there in so long. But I think that game three is going to be the only one that's like that. I think game four is going to be more. I wouldn't even, I, I don't even think game three is going to be like that. Okay, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to make a bet about it or anything. I don't feel particularly strong, but like we'll definitely see because I I disagree. If you are correct, I will pay the entirety of our rent for June. <laughs> deal, Jake. Deal. So, what what uh, adjustments do you think that Toronto could make if you're if you're thinking of any that they could make going into Game Three? Like that's I I'm not sure I would. If I was Sheldon Keefe, I would tell the I would tell my team keep doing what you're doing. You'll break through eventually. Probably not wrong. Honestly, do I believe that? Maybe, but I also think that there's a very low chance that the Panthers play as poorly as they did tonight again, especially back at home. I'll repeat another thing that I said on the ATL Prime Sports uh, broadcast. This was the toughest game of the series left for the Panthers. They have less (laughs) rest than the Leafs, you know, and they are going to be able to get onto home ice for games three and four. They're going to get some rest in. And then once they get to five, you know, they'll have caught back up to where the Leafs are. It will, it will come out a little bit. The difference between playing seven and playing. I think you're making one, uh, very bold assumption in, in what you're saying right now. And that is the assumption this will go to five. I don't necessarily think that it's definitely not going to be a sweep, but we can still think about like which which of these games is going to be situationally the most challenging yeah. for the Panthers, and I, and I still think it would be game two. The the difference between playing 
seven and six games in the playoffs is is way more stark than the difference between like 12 and 11, for example. So once it uh, returns to that kind of level of parity in terms of the amount of rest, then I think that the Panthers are going to be a little bit more in these games, have a little bit more of a chance of dominating or at least like, you know, maintaining play, driving play, as they say. I'm not like guaranteeing a sweep, but like, I don't know. It's, it's almost hard for me to imagine the Panthers not taking both games at home after, after everything that's gone on going back to game five against Boston. It's hard for me to imagine the Panthers losing at this point. Yeah. I mean, they've just gotten every break and it's not that they've played except for officiating ones, but more, more so in the Boston series, I I would say, (laughs) but they've gotten pretty much every break. Otherwise, I mean, I still don't really even know how Montour scored in the last minute of game seven. Divine intervention. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's a good way to look at it, TJ. Uh, all the luck that they didn't have in the regular season. Right. Is finally eating out. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the perfect way to put it because it is totally what is happening. We've, I've said it multiple times in the podcast in the, in the postseason in the playoffs that, this is a game we've seen five or six times in the regular season, except for the Panthers were the team that was driving play and yeah. couldn't score for whatever reason. I want to ask you one more question. Uh, when when the broadcast returned uh, from the Leafs timeout, 90 seconds to go, six on five empty net in Toronto's end. The cameras focused on John Tavares. What was your first thought? I guess that I, I didn't even notice that. Like, of course, every time John Tavares gets to the puck, you're a little bit traumatized as a Panthers fan because he had such a big series in 2016. It wasn't just the double overtime goal. He had a, he had a very strong series overall. And he was the scorer of that overtime goal in Tampa. So he had a, he had a decent series against Tampa as well. You know, he's playing pretty well. The contract is kind of a different question and he's gotten some flack for that, but still a very good player. So you're, you're scared whenever you come up with him and like every time Matthews takes a shot, it doesn't even really matter where it's from. <laughs> you kind of wince a little bit because I mean, yeah, come on, that's fair. Come on. But it's, it's fucking Matthews. Like as, Jesus. as a Panthers fan, as specifically a Panthers fan, when the camera was focused on John Tavares, with 90 seconds left in a one goal game in a six on five situation in John Tavares's team's favor, the six on five, not the score. Obviously my first thought was, well, shit, I know how this goes. We have been so scarred by this man as a fan base that for a moment I felt despair. He got the Islanders, the seven seed, you know, which they didn't do too much with, but yeah, same time he got that overtime goal which turned out to be a blessing in disguise, I guess, because now we are where we are. And who knows what would have happened if we played Carolina instead? Oh, that's what you mean. The one in the regular season. This yeah. Year. Sorry. <laughs> Although if, if Dale Talon got a contract extension after the winning a playoff series against the Islanders, you know, maybe that would also be a blessing in disguise. That's that's true. Then we, then we might not have Carter Verhage. So, and that would be, I would be very sad if we didn't. Who shockingly did not score a goal tonight. Couldn't believe it. Harder Clutch is dead. 
It's that mm-hmm. there's no way he's scoring another goal in this postseason. I'm just so third so highest Panther in terms of that. individual expected goals tonight, though. Shut up. I'm trying to will uh, a reverse jinx goal. Oh, I know. I know what you're doing. Um, John Tavares, for the record, highest leaf in terms of IXG. I mean, I think I think he's had a good series. I can't really think of anybody other than Samsonov, who I think for the Leafs has been noticeably weak. Maybe Lilligren didn't look great, but I haven't really noticed too many yeah, plays from no, him overall. I, I can't really point out any specific Leaf that's been like, if you weren't playing, this would be going your team's way. Yeah, I mean, Marner Samsonov. Marner Nylander, I feel like they can do more. Like Matthews Nylander, has just been. Oh. William Nylander is a fucking scary player. Yeah. I I don't know what the issue is with him it just seemingly not having a you know an impact on positive things happening like in terms of high danger chances or whatever because it seems like they can't really stop him from doing whatever he wants and it still doesn't really result in anything that I don't know it's 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 bizarre. I want to yeah, Marner is on ice xg and Marner is very I similar. It's really high. I mean, Marner's been a little bit of a Panther killer in his career. True. We're talking about John Tavares. I mean, Marner's pretty. Yeah, much not the same to the way. extent of Tavares, though, in my opinion. Yeah, of course, he hasn't done it in the postseason. So, Nylander's all situations XG in this series mm-hmm. uh, is sitting at sixty-two point one percent. Yeah, he's he's. I guess he's had more of a, an That's impact in terms bad. of. In terms of scoring chances than I I thought, but it does it does feel like he could be doing a little bit more, just in terms of like maybe the only thing more you could possibly ask him to be doing is scoring. Yeah, maybe it'll it'll He's break driving the hell out of play. Yeah, I guess I can't argue with the the numbers. That's sort of why they're there because they're objective. That's that's facts. You're spitting facts, Jake. As the kids say, Charlotte season's over. Sad face. <laughs> They got kind of blown out. So uh, Lucas Carlson, come on down. Be the seventh defenseman. Well, we'll see what happens to Josh Mahara. He came back after getting his eye shot out, but. He's a gamer. Josh Mahara, he's going to be in on on Sunday. Oh, he's yeah. I, I don't doubt it. I adore him. He's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal defenseman. So you're right, too. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? Panthers in four, Heat in five. There you go. I cannot agree more. Rate us five stars on the Disney store where you buy Zane his new uh, you know, Star Wars onesies because he's gonna need those. Panthers up two nothing in the second round of the playoffs. Like it's still it's still kind of weird that this isn't eliciting a bigger reaction from either of us. It's just kind of like, yeah. That's what's that's what's happening right now. We just kind of it's because it. we're not recording immediately after games in this series yet. Like we've we've had some time to kind of cool off. Like my initial reaction on Twitter and when I called my sister was very unhinged. I was just I had enough time to kind of level my head before we hit record. <laughs> and also, I guess like game five overtime win, game six they scored four goals in the third period. Game seven overtime win. <laughs> That's true. These you're, just you're, feel like, like these games. Yeah, are, like whatever. Seem that that impactful. Like I know, obviously, they are equally as, if not more so, because we are now deeper into the playoffs. But after witnessing games six and seven of round one, like these these wins just feel so normal. 
Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it is really strange. But uh, let us know Fun if you place feel the be. same way or, or differently, because I would be very curious. Rate us five stars at Watto's Junkyard. I, I, I like that one, actually, because I feel like that's <laughs> a place for the that you could, lovers. You, you could actually rate someone five stars. Yeah, everybody loves the prequels. The, they're, they're the most beloved uh, cinema. I'm going to say something there. because Alex isn't here to dispute it. Uh, the Phantom Menace is underrated. <laughs> Alex is going to kill you. No, I think I genuinely believe that, by the way, that's not just me trying to throw out a take. I genuinely believe that the Phantom Menace gets more hate than it deserves. All right. Plane landed. I'll see you guys next time for game six or if there is one, one or two of the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. I'll just say game six. Not The Panthers are two wins away from the Eastern Conference finals. Wild. Let's let's frame it that way, because that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they they might have get their you know matchup that we wanted in the first round against the Devils and or Hurricanes. Well, not ants, you know, Devils or Hurricanes. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. We we talked for entire episodes about like, well, which one of these teams would we rather play? Well, guess what? We're two games away from playing one of them. Yep. Just Godspeed. not what we thought we would. <laughs>